Hello, and welcome to another episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I'm your host, Jesse Perio, and thank you for being with us today. Today, we are wrapping up um, a three-part series where we are discussing student engagement during remote learning. Today, we are going to be um, looking at the high school level, and on today's show, we have Lisette Parin Martinez. Lisette um, is currently the director of the LCHS dance program and the Cruces Student Union, which is LCHS's student government. She's also the sponsor of the LCHS Bulldog Palms. In the near future, Lisette aspires to receive her master's in arts in education administration. Lisette, thank you for being with us today. I'm gonna to jump right into our first question, um, having you kind of tell us a little more about yourself and giving us your why. Why did you become an educator? I became an educator um, because when I was in high school, I was so impacted by my teachers. Um, that was probably the most memorable years of schooling that I had. And because I was so involved with dance um, and just my passion was dance and performing. And, and at that age, I was already starting to like teach. Um, I just knew that I wanted to do that. And so I wanted to kind of be that teacher for, you know, future students and to also share my passion of dance with them. Um, I just couldn't, I, I could have, you know, gone into like the professional dancing, which I didn't think ever was going to happen. So I definitely wanted to go into the educational part. And uh, so, yeah, that was my initial why. Cool. And so dance, I, I would love for you to share and share with everybody. Um, what does, when you're doing your remote learning, or sorry, your remote teaching on Zoom, you know, what does a dance class look like exactly on Zoom? Can you share with us like how you um, organize and, and run your, your Zooms with your dance class? Sure. Yeah. So, so needless to say, dance, you know, through virtual learning in itself is challenging, you know, and it, and it, it, um, I knew that going into it. Um, thankfully I had some experience from NMSU. I taught dance appreciation there for a couple of years. And so the online aspect didn't scare me so much. It was just how high schoolers were going to respond to it. And so, uh, but at first I just utilized a lot of recordings and doing tutorials and uh, uploading lots of different content for the dancers to learn based on whatever our unit was for the week. Um, and that was first nine weeks. And so um, it went well. Uh, I, the Zoom attendance wasn't, you know, all there yet. And so, you know, it'd be just be me and one or two dancers. So it ended up being kind of more like, private lessons, you know, or just like, you know, individual, um, teachings. And, um, so, so that's kind of how it went the first nine weeks, but I had this moment, like at the, almost at the end of the first nine weeks where I was like, I'm still not getting that engagement that I want, you know, and I want zoom, my zooms yeah. to be filled. And I, and I didn't know if, um, dancers are, were scared because, you know, now they're on film. And so there's nothing really hiding them, at least in the dance class, you can blend, 
Um, and so I changed it up a little bit the second night weeks. I really put a lot more emphasis in my Zooms and I created like a Zoom schedule so that they could see, you know, what we were going to be going over each class. Um, because before it was just kind of like whatever I was throwing at them that week. And so I think them kind of knowing what was coming uh, made them a little more comfortable. So attendance increased. And so then we really did more group activities. We utilized um, the breakout rooms more. Um, and it's just really improved switching more focus on the zooms, um, and kind of less on the, um, assignments, not that I would, you know, there weren't assignments or assessments, um, but just really, uh, focusing on their participation, um, so that I could see them every week. And then they, the more that they saw each other, they got more comfortable. And so, um, so yeah, so now Zooms are still the different topics, but definitely a lot more um, student teacher, uh, like back and forth integration. I don't know if that makes sense, like of what's going to happen for that Zoom. Yeah, no. And, and you mentioned your, your breakout rooms and I'm, I'm just kind of familiar with the dance program at Crucis. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you still have like captains? Do you have captains that are kind of leading in the, the breakout rooms or are you just bouncing in and out of those breakout rooms? What does that look like exactly? So I, I bounce back and forth because I do have different levels. So we have our fundamentals, which is the freshman um, intro level at the beginner course. And so there aren't any captains in there. And then after that, it's straight into our performing classes. And so I um, was at LCHS dance um, about seven years ago and with Miss Thomas, who just recently retired. And so, but the last six years I was actually in theater. And so because I didn't really know the students, um, you, you know, well, and um, I didn't, I knew the program, but going into it, I just felt like maybe captains weren't the best for thing for this year. Um, and especially because we're virtual, you know, everybody's on the same you know, even playing field. Um, so when we break out into rooms, I usually will put a um, more experienced dancer, like a senior or junior, doesn't mean that they're a captain, um, but at least one in each breakout room so that I know they, the um, younger dancers have someone to ask questions and, and help until I, you know, come and check into the Zoom, into the breakout room. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, um, in your bio, I see that you, you know, you're in charge of student government. So stepping outside of the, the classroom, can you talk to us a little bit about student engagement with um, student government? Now, I know that's a class, but maybe talk to us also a little bit about how are you engaging Las Cruces High School as a whole through your student government remotely? So, <laughs> so yeah, so and. So this is my first year in student government and, um, but I, it's, it's very much in like the spirit aspect of school. And I was always involved with that. So I knew that going into this class wasn't going to be, I just would have to learn it, you know, like any other, um, class, but, uh, I knew that state student engagement is so important to the school that that wasn't going to be hard. And so we just knew we had to be creative. <laughs> we knew that we would have to make everything virtual, like, and we would, you know, propose as many um, face-to-face activities as we could, but um, the kids really have um, utilized, we created our own website. Um, so Cruces Student Union has their own website, which would kind of be like the central hub for where all LCHS students could 
you know, look and see what's going on at school or um, pictures of events that we just had uh, or videos from teachers. And so we definitely thought that was a good place to start is just having that central one central um, hub. And then Mm -hmm. I have to say it using social media has been I mean, I just don't know any other way we would be doing it. And um, the kids, of course, are so much more (laughs) uh, knowledgeable, like with Snapchat and and Instagram and um, Twitter. I'm still on Facebook, but apparently that's for old people now. So whatever, (laughs) but, um, but they're so knowledgeable that, you know, you just tell them, okay, this is what we think we should do. And then they'll just whip it up and somehow they make it happen. And um, of course, you know, they're trying to uh, motivate students to follow us. And so then that's kind of like getting them on the CSU train and just through that word of mouth and events that we're hosting, um, we try to make things, you know, very general so that everybody could participate. Um, and then we have our usual um, spirit theme days. And so that's, you know, everybody can can uh, participate in that as well. We've had contests just to kind of entice people to get to know CSU and get them involved. Um, and so we've, we've really tried to like think outside the box and how we are going to reach out to these 1600 students, you know, because all they're using is their computer like us, but we want to make it feel like that spirit and that energy hasn't really left. And so that's what we're trying to do. Awesome. And have you, have you seen a, an increase in involvement and engagement at that level as well? I know you said you did see the second nine weeks an increase. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes. So first nine weeks, you know, was just getting the ball rolling. And I would say by the end of the first nine weeks, um, was, a we had our, um, was actually kind of the beginning of the second nine weeks. We had our Halloween spirit week, um, which was our biggest spirit week that we've had thus far. And, um, so definitely I think from like the first couple of contests we had in August, September to all the participants we had, um, posting on our Instagram or tagging us in it and, um, people following us and then people emailing and reaching out, asking about CSU has, has definitely increased, which is great. You know, that was our goal, but we still, you know, we're still not where we want to be. So we're still working toward that. Awesome. Yeah. So um, thinking back to, I guess you could, you could answer this either way in your classroom or um, student government, but, you know, of course, there's been many challenges with, with this remote learning. Talk to us about a challenge that you have faced that you overcame um, and, and, and how you overcame that challenge. Um. Well, <laughs> uh, first is definitely learning more. I mean, I was, I, I thought I was pretty familiar with Canvas, um, but learning just the ins and outs that, you know, was definitely um, slightly challenging and just something that I wanted to, you know, learn more about so that I would make things um, easier for students um, to access or to um, be engaged. Um, so a little bit of the technology, I would say, is has been the challenge. Um, a lot of the challenge has been just the students' engagement and the response. Um, just because at the, of course, at the beginning of the year, it was very overwhelming for lots of students and then the workload and then trying to keep up with meetings and, um, 
So I would say that the biggest challenge so far has been just that connection with students, you know, trying to create those connections. Um, and I don't want to say that I've, you know, over, already overcome it because I would think that I'd be okay or I'd be, you know, where I'd be happy as if every student was in, you know, on, on Zooms and doing assignments. Um, but I definitely would say that there has been an improvement. And like I said, there's been the increase in um, attendance on Zoom. Um, and from what I've heard, like other teachers, you know, saying that little by little, they're starting to to kind of fall into uh, into the Zooms. And so um, I would definitely say that's been the biggest challenge. I just don't know if it's our, if I already overcome it. I see. And you mentioned something um, in the first part of your answer about making things easier, more accessible to students. Can you give us a specific example of how you're doing that? Sure. Yeah. So studio was brand new to me on canvas, um, but it's a great tool. And so any way that I can, you know, quickly upload of a, a tutorial or even just a video message, you know, to the students and embed it really quickly, like that's huge because, um, before I was just strictly using like YouTube videos, but now it's like the, you know, it's where the actual lessons come into play. Um, and so that was definitely, uh, one thing, and Flipgrid has been a really great tool as well, um, which was something brand new um, that we learned in PD uh, this this before the beginning of the semester. Um, and so that's been great because it's been a quick way to create something really cool and personal because every kid has their own 15 seconds or 30 seconds of fame. Um, and then you are then you're able to broadcast it and it, and it looks really cool. It's just kind of like uh, we just made a video this morning for our LCHS teachers using Flipgrid and we're able to, you know, use it for to release something out to our teachers. So that's been a really great tool as well. And um, and and then lastly, I would say is, you know, Zoom, you know, just being able to schedule things and put on the calendar so that it's kids like basically have their own like digital planner there, you know, for them. And so anything that I can do to put things on there and make it easily accessible for them is definitely a, a win. Awesome. And um, I know you say you're using studio to get like videos out to students and I'm not, I'm not really familiar with this, but are you having students use um, studio to get information to you? I, I think we have some teachers doing that. Um, you. not yet because I'm finding that, um, you know, students usually if they're sending, um, cause they're, we do have had assignments where they have to learn a combination and then record themselves performing it and then mm -hmm. send it in. But I'm, they're just strict, strictly using either their, um, cameras on their computers or their phones, like their phones are just like <laughs> what they're using everything for, um, some of them. So, uh, so I haven't used gotcha. studio to to get it, uh, the assignments back. Um, but thankfully the kids are doing pretty good. <laughs> so. Awesome. You, you mentioned, um, you're using Flipgrid. So obviously Flipgrid, Zoom, Canvas, are there any other like resources or tools that you're using? You also kind of mentioned that, you know, students use their phones a lot. Anything else that comes to mind that, that you're so using for student engagement? I feel that the best way to really 
to, especially if they're beginners, to really get them into dance mode or is just to expose them to dance. And so YouTube is huge, you know, you because you could look Mm. up any choreographer, dance style, dance um, era, you know cultural dance, um, dance history, it, you can look up and YouTube is, is great to find those videos that, be, that you're going to use to kind of break up the unit. So you're not just always dancing. You're not just always, you know, reading and writing, but to watch and, and then to observe and then to critique. So YouTube is super helpful. Um, the, uh, another thing that I use and, and I've used in previous years is, is something called team app. And it's one of those apps that you can use to keep your, you know, get information out to students, um, reminders. And so if we were in a, in a regular year, I would definitely be using one of those. And that's very similar team apps, very similar to like band, um, and I think group me and all those other types of apps that are just used for communication, but um, TMAP is really helpful. And I've actually have used it in the past for other classes. Like um, when I was teaching theater, again, as part of the classroom, because then I can send out reminders or um, uh, send out our rehearsal schedules um, and, and just any changes to the schedule pretty quickly. So that's been a really great tool too. Cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. You just kind of um, mentioned that, you know, team app was something you use in the past and you're using it now moving forward. Um, it kind of makes me think of a question that I have to ask. So, you know, looking at, you know, how you taught your classes in the past, how you're teaching now um, with remote learning as we're doing everything virtually, what's something that you have learned to do now or you started using now during virtual learning that you know you're going to keep using in the future, even if we go back to a face-to-face setting? Is, are there things um, that, that happened during this crazy time that, that you're realizing like, wow, that's an amazing tool or that's an amazing way of doing things that I'm going to continue to do in the future? Yeah. So I think, um, and as simple as it sounds is just using recordings, recording tutorials, because before I, you know, whether it was in dance or theater or what, whichever class it was, I was just, you know, we'd have the lesson in person and then they kind of be on their own to remember the movement or the counts. And so by using these video tutorials that I'm uploading to students, it, um, it is definitely allowing them to reinforce what they're learning. They can go back, they can check themselves, they can, you know, make sure that they're not um, making any mistakes. They can um, review parts that are maybe more challenging. And that's super helpful because then when, if you were in the classroom, if I had a student that was really struggling with an eight count, but I had another student that was flying, you know, I didn't want to take away from that student that was doing great by, you know, by taking time away from them. Um, and focusing on the other student that needs a little more help, now they can kind of go back and and work it through themselves. And then if they really have some some issues or, or questions, then, then that's when they report back to me. And so I don't know why we didn't think of that sooner. Like, it's just like genius, right? And so yeah, at least oh, not yeah. at Cruces have we done it. So that's definitely something that I'm going to definitely utilize and use it also um, for when we're um, reflecting and critiquing ourselves, you know, so that dancers can not just save it, save, save the recording for the performance. Cause that's what everybody does. Um, but use the recording and, and video to, 
to go back and, and clean and just go over movement. So that's, I don't know what I, like I said, I just, I don't know why we didn't think of that sooner. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's definitely one you know, positive. And, and I have I've gotten really good feedback from students about that too, because they would say, Oh, thank you. You know, Ms. Martinez, because, uh, if I would have learned this last week, I would have never remembered for today, you know, but I had the video, I went over the video this weekend. So it's definitely, they're definitely noticing it's a great tool too. That's great. That's, I'm trying to like, you know, always think of, you know, positive things that we could pull out of this. So, um, yes. and speaking of that, <clears throat> I want to end with one thing and can you just share like one specific positive, um, favorite memory from your online teaching thus far? Yes. I have to say, <clears throat> I think, I think it was not when I changed, you know, kind of changed up the curriculum a little bit from, you know, after the first nine weeks, but just seeing the student that maybe I didn't hear from them for like the first couple of weeks, maybe they were in zoom, but their camera wasn't on. Maybe they never even said a word, you know, you know, the first couple of meetings just to be able to see that student. And there's been, there's been several in, in all of my different classes go from that to having their camera on and dancing and, you know, um, kind of like having a good time and, and cheering on their peers in class. Like that has been huge in the sense that I just feel like, okay, at least I'm doing something right. You know, because dance is your, it's very much an in-person subject, you know, to manipulate the body and to give corrections and then for them to see it and then, um, do it in the mirror. And so it's very much in person. So taking that and just as long as they're being exposed to dance and, and like I said, just getting those students and uh, up and moving and more comfortable has been a huge success, I would think. And some of the work too, just, um, it's, I guess it's just made them feel that they can be more comfortable and and creative in their assignments because the quality of work that I got from first nine weeks to second nine weeks, oh my gosh, like goosebumps and tears. Like some of them, I'm like, oh, these people are like amazing, but they were hmm. just too self-conscious, you know, at, at first to like really let that out. So, so yeah. That is awesome. Well, I, I want to thank you for being with us today, Lisette. I know you're doing amazing things in your classroom. Um, Thank you. And just the spirit that you're building at Las Cruces High School is amazing. And, you know, you're keeping the, the students high spirited and involved. And, you know, we just want to thank you for that. Oh, um, thank you. To our listeners, uh, we want to thank you for joining us today. Um, if you aren't already doing so, please follow VL2LCPS. Again, that's vl 2 LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and on those platforms, please share with us feedback on the episodes and ideas for future episodes. And you could also email us at vl2 at lcps.net with feedback and ideas for future episodes. So thank you so much for listening today and we'll see you next time. Bye.